Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight's topic is on becoming, becoming. as opposed to became or so we could. Yeah. The very simple principle is that we do not understand our power. I know we've said this before. And a major focal point of one's power is the idea of a decision. Once you have actually made a decision that you don't instantly doubt, once you have made a decision, it begins to manifest. That is the nature of our life. So we are in a constant state of becoming. Because we have made a decision, it is manifesting, and we are looking towards what the next decision is, and that's the state we live in. And no one recognizes this, and it is really that simple to make a decision and allow it to occur. Yeah, and, and a lot of the time, making the decision, we have to get our beliefs out of the way, mm -hmm. either in the fact that we, we shouldn't be able to, couldn't, can't, won't, all those sorts of things um, mm -hmm. that, that uh, we pick up along the way, that we're not valuable enough or something. Yeah. And that stops us from, from doing that. Uh, oh, yeah. And we don't recognize the um, uh, frequency of decision that goes on in our life. We um, go, um, oh, just, well, we decide that the book won't be there, and then the book is not there. We could have recognized that it is a decision, but we, uh, we searched for our memory, and the memory suggests that the book would be there, but then we don't believe in the memory, or we don't believe the book is there, and then it's not and not believing the book is there is the decision well, or the laptop, whatever. You know, something um, that you're talking about that I think makes a, a lot of sense, um, why pe people don't make those powerful decisions more often, <coughs> is because I've heard people say, and I, I probably have thought this myself in the past, oh, somebody will, will think that they're going to jinx it if they think positively oh, about yeah. something. Mm -hmm. And by positive, like, I mean I'm... I'm saying that it will happen, like in a, in a yes type of format. Absolutely. And for a long time, everybody was talking about the power of intention. And even hearing that word intention, I mean, a lot of people intend to do a lot of things, and it never happens. So the secret word really is decision. And years ago, I, I had this conflict between let go and let God, and you create your own reality. Mm -hmm. And how I made those coexist was that it's our job to say what in the universe's job to say how and you guys probably heard me say this for a hundred oh, yeah. years but that really says everything once you've made the decision then you have to let go of it and trust that it's on its way and the way I have always described it or um, an illustration I've used is pretend you are at a restaurant and you've ordered this really elaborate omelet with broccoli and all this stuff in it and the waitress says okay and they go, or the server, whatever they're called now, I'm going to take that in Waitron. Um, into the kitchen and put your order in. You go, wait, 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 that's too complicated. Come back here, just make it cheese and onion. Oh, but that's not what I want. Now, every time you, you go, call that order back with any kind of a doubt or yeah. a belief that you don't deserve it, what you're doing is preventing the order from being put into the universe. Mm -hmm. So it's your job to say what, and then it's really a matter of letting it go after that point. And I think that's where people have the most difficulty, is in letting it go. And I know even from my own experience, sometimes it can be very difficult to let that go. Because trusting and surrendering, 
Like I think uh, sometimes people just going to a class or reading a book, it really does take uh, a moment of stepping back, surrendering, and opening up to it. I have a friend who one time said that reading a book is very much like surrendering to it. You have to let go and let it carry you through. Well, same with your decisions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that brings up uh, one of the major um, malfunctions we humans experience day to day, uh, which is the concept of being attached to an outcome, mm -hmm. or ATO, attached to outcome, which is an acronym that be, can be pronounced, which is actually it has to be pronounceable to be an acronym. So ATO, which I'll text now. Uh, in fact, I did. Two. I did uh, go to two places to look for a particular product and found it in either place. And then at the, um, the driving away from the second place, I went, I was attached to it being there twice in a row. <coughs> the really same pattern. Attached exactly. to an outcome is a DAO, T-A-O. Uh, again, please. DAO is spelled T-A-O. Oh, it's T-A-O. So it's A. Attached to an outcome is a t a o, a DAO. A DAO, yeah. So that um, this process could go into our language more fluently, so that once you start to recognize this attachment to outcome, which prevents becoming, we might add. Okay. So for many years we've explained on this show that. Um, uh, this process of decision-making doesn't work when you are absolutely attached to the decision going in one and only one way. You have to detach from whatever is going to happen and make the decision. We are um, uh, brilliant people that don't recognize what's going on with us. You have this idea of a... Um, uh, uh, let me figure that out. Slipped away which is always fun, which opens it, opens it to the next uh, category of thought. So um, our planet is divided into two hemispheres, and so I'm talking about uh, getting over attached to outcome. So in our Western world, uh, there is only the idea of a violent action, of a, re a resolved action, of making it happen. This is what goes on here in the West. In the Eastern Hemisphere, there is the idea that the universe is simply there, and there can and you just allow it to um, move you forward. Now, the thing about it is both answers are correct. So, in any given moment, uh, you're deciding whether you're going to take a concise action or you're just going to have it flow into place for you. So, our process is racked with doubt. In a totally unknown situation, a human being will, in the first moment, absolutely know what's going on and what to do. Absolutely know it. In the second nanosecond, you will have doubted what you know. And in the third nanosecond, you believe the doubt and forget the knowing. And so we walk around, like, what exactly? Fish out of water? We walk around, what is that word? facing forward? No, I don't think so. It's more like we walk around facing backwards. As it turns out, we do have eyes in the back of our head, only it's the front of our head. <laughs> uh, all of this does make sense all the way around, at least to me, since I'm the one thinking it. But this whole process of uh, believing, 
uh, of having sovereignty about a decision and then letting go of it, and then it manifests. See, when you don't let go of it, it's choked. Well, you know, it's exa you're exactly right on uh, that. And I it's, um, so. and, well, it's like the, the waitress thing, sending yeah, an order exactly. it just never, yeah. or planting a seed and then digging up the seed to see if it's growing. You really kill it off. You yeah. call it back. And so that's why I have suggested to people with their affirmations that there are two basic types. One is the kind where you're overwriting programming. Let's say your whole life you heard, I'm not pretty enough. And so by you having a counter program saying, I love the way I look, I love the way I look, or whatever that is, mm -hmm. it helps to overwrite that. But when you are doing a, an affirmation for creation, you say it once and you let it go. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like, don't lift the lid and look at it. Let it go. That's why yeah. your waveform generators are so perfect for this. Because yeah. it essentially takes that command, whatever you're manifesting, like let's say more viewers, and you put that command in here, then you let go of it. You never think of it again. If you think of it again, you are calling the waitress back. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what's yeah. so powerful. Also, and that's faith. Yeah. Go ahead. If you do not believe in what you are asking for, and we have said this for a long time, a long time on, on, on the show, that if you don't believe in it, that's why it's so important to do your inner work and to release the counter beliefs that you have. Mm -hmm. We did Consciously Creating Your Life since uh, the year 2000, we did it mm -hmm. since then, and I did Rebirthing back in the 80s, where mm -hmm. you go in and look at some of your belief systems and let go of that, and that's really the way you get there. Anything that you can see for yourself and believe, you can decide. But the biggest thing is we are taught that if we are not focused on something 24-7, it's going to run amok, that there is an, a counterforce to love that's always afoot, and that if we look away for a minute, it's going to sneak in and mess with things. So we feel like we have to be focusing on it all the time. So it really does take this idea of, of surrender, and that doesn't mm -hmm. mean put, put, holding up a white flag and saying, come get me or whatever. What no. it's saying is, that I'm not going to fight or resist this larger construct and that I believe in it and that I have faith in it no matter how long it may take. And that's the letting go. Mm -hmm. So you make the command, you plant the seed, and then you allow the universe to grow that seed because the universe knows how to do that. We don't necessarily know how to do that to get all these forces to converge and mm -hmm. for us to meet just the right person. The universe, the timing, oh, and I remembered the subject I was going to suggest for tonight, which was timing. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I remembered it because I told my brain that I would be remembering it tonight. And divine timing is the acting out of our decision, but done by the universe that knows how to do it. And so that's why what you were saying earlier about not being attached to an outcome is yeah. so critical. And whenever I get upset about something, it's always being attached to an outcome. Yes, absolutely. And that is the real bane by which we are mm -hmm. held in place. Um, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, hi, this is Louise. Louise, what can we do hey. for you? Hi there. I got a question for both of you. Okay. Uh, I was wondering if either of you believe in a dark force or entity or devil. And I'll take my... I'll take the answer offline. And okay. Thank you. Well, that's well, a yeah. brilliant question. Thank you, Louise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, the way I see that is um, 
those that have taken my psychic development course, you've, you've heard this story, but I think it bears repeating because a lot of people may not have. But when I was about 14 or 15, somewhere around that zone, I saw The Exorcist, and it terrified me. It got me so scared of demons and all this stuff that I read the Bible, and I became very, not, not religious, I didn't go to a church per se, but I just studied the Bible literally every day for a couple of years trying to find an answer to this. And often reading the Bible, I got even more scared because it would talk about demons and these dark forces. And then I realized that you can only get so scared and then you're on the other side of it. And that's what I felt the metaphor of Christ's 40 days in the desert battling Satan or whatever was really him battling his fears. And so I've come to recognize what people call a dark force is really my fear. And that if I elevate myself out of the, the, the level or the layer of fear, I start recognizing this as my angels, um, everything out there. So if you think of it as a seven-story building and you're down at the first level, then it's, it's almost as if you have the color glasses that are going to funnel the energies over as being dark or sinister or somehow meaning you harm. But that if you raise your vibrations, meaning you battle your own fears, and you start floating up by the time you get to a higher floor, that's really just your angel coming to talk to you. Whereas if the, the less we hear it, the more it has to come in that other form. Like I always make the joke, if we don't leave a job when we're ready and we stay there, it starts turning into being a pain and then your coworkers turn into um, mean, like irritating people and then after a while, your angels come disguised as demonic coworkers to kick your butt yeah. out of there. But it's still your angels but you have to get yourself to a higher frequency in order to see it. That's the way I, after yeah. all my many years, and I could really talk about that one for hours just because of all the things I discovered during that. Yeah, well, there, you know, mankind has uh, had this pet, the devil, really since the beginning of time. And uh, that's, um, in one way, that is understood as uh, the language of excuse. The devil made me do it. Huh? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, dark forces acted upon my posterior, and I'm not, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this goes on really to infinity. And um, the devil is a form of love. Let me start in a different place, and I'm not saying anything about worship or anything else, and none of your superstitious nonsense. Change the channel. Okay. Uh, this idea of evil is more precisely the misunderstanding of the operating systems that we have down here. In other words, the, this darkness, this thing that takes energy from you, uh, is done so with your permission, uh, within the accord of your life, within the limitation of your belief systems, uh, within all of this nonsense. Everything is a form of love. You know how the expression, it's all good. You know that expression, you know, which means, what does it mean? It means something disastrous just happened. That's what it means. Okay. Well, supposing we say, well, that's what it means. I know. Okay. Yeah, okay. So supposing, um, dun, dun, dun. Uh, supposing we say that it's all love. Okay. Now it is, it's all love, but not all love is that uh, sweet love. Love can be savory, love can be spicy, love can be um, icy, love can be, you pick any word you want to describe water with, pick any word you want to describe food with, and you've got 
uh, perhaps now the beginning of an accurate operating system that allows you to see what the devil really is. The devil comes when you real, will not see things. Um, nemesis is a better word than a devil because nemesis in ancient Greek meant your best friend. It got corrupted over the years, but nonetheless, that's what it means. Now, your best friend is going to give you some news you don't want to hear because they're your best friend, okay? This is the way the operating system works. If you cannot catch on for yourself, then the frequency of the information becomes lower and lower and lower and lower and lower until you actually catch on. That's well, the way that works, and I have a couple more. Okay. Well, go ahead. With uh, we have a call, but go ahead and finish, and then I wanted to say something before we take the call. Okay. Um, as we said, just switch it to it's all love and begin to recognize everything that happens in your life as a form of love instead of the ego-driven insanity that uh, corrupted to the point where we invented the devil. Well, I think that in our evolution yeah. uh, as humans, like when children are little, you say the boogeyman's out there in order to get them to follow some rules because they have not become conscious enough to understand why the rules are in place, yeah. why not to go too far from home at night. Well, likewise, and I feel we are evolving out of that fear. And if you want to talk about worshiping the devil, well, if you buy into fear or spread fear, that is worshiping the devil because the devil really is our inner fears. And all fears are boundaries to belief systems. And that if you view them as that, then you can welcome whatever your fear is and say, oh, great, I'm expanding beyond an old belief system. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. But we'll go ahead and take the call. Yeah. And that's an excellent question, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was. We'll talk more about right. that later. Yeah. Uh, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Louder? You're hi. on the air now. Say hello. Hi, and, and do turn down your television if you're on hold. Um, and you are on the air now. We're getting your feedback so we know you're listening to the show. Okay. Well, this idea of uh, us upgrading, the idea of existing in an advanced civilization, we're, we're going to have to do something because yeah, of feedback. Could, um, could you say hello if you're on hold? Just say hello. Again, the idea Okay, we're going to have to cut the call off then if they won't talk. Feel free to call back if, if there was a reason you weren't hearing us. Um, okay. and, and please mute the TV. And again, the idea of um, moving into an advanced civilization, moving into a place where uh, someone, uh, where no one is not misunderstood where everyone is uh, treated with a kind, conscious appreciation rather than the particular Okay, we're back. Place. Great, great. Hi, okay. you're on the air. Hi. Hey. Okay, I muted my TV. Was there a problem there before? Yeah, yeah it gives feedback. us big feedback loop and it echoes. But we're so glad that we, that we got you. What can we do for you tonight? No, I just wanted to comment. My name is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Hey, Sharon. And I called before about, I guess, three weeks ago. Oh, uh -huh, yes, yes. And I just wanted to comment on your um, letting go and trusting. That was excellent. Well, thank you. Ah, excellent. Because that's yeah. true. You have mm. to let go in order for divine order to work in your life. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. I, I, I'm very well said. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I agree with you 100%. Yeah, you what, do. What can we do for you? Yeah. I, I think she wanted to oh, have that, that was, comment. Well, thank you very much. I just wanted to give a comment. That's all. Oh, uh, well, thank, thank you. Very you. Much. Thank you. It was, it's a brilliant comment. So thank you so much for calling. Yeah. And I know sometimes it's very brave for people to call in. And so we appreciate it so much. Yeah. And it is true. 
you have to be able to allow divine order. And divine order is how the universe makes your decision come to pass according to your highest, highest good. And we have parts of us that are creating our life that we're not even in touch with. That this whole ascension process of letting go of our attachment to our former selves and moving through our beliefs into higher realms is really how we get in touch with that part of us that knows the full picture. Yeah, the potential that mankind has is uh, beyond recognition, is beyond sci-fi, is beyond um, uh, perhaps the Q continuum for those who are Star Trek fans, uh, talks about a mature version of the Q continuum, uh, talks about the potential of mankind where whatever you think manifests Okay, and even in 3D, that's the big trick. Uh, if you're in the higher realms, things manifest really rather instantly. So if you're but down here, you have to talk a bunch of sluggish atoms into making a leap into uh, what you tell them to do. So if you, if you, if you um, have ascension in the Q continuum, are you at the Q tip? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. All right. Yes, well, so I, th I think that, that is a good thing. Just chiming and divine timing um, one affirmation that I have that I did a long time ago on the way to the show, we always hit on this intersection where it was really like risking your life to get out there, make this right turn, oh, yeah. turn it ten, and get way over to the left lane at rush hour. And I found one day um, I was doing an exercise where I, um, as many times as I remember to do it throughout the day, I paid attention to my thoughts, like what was running in the background? What is that running commentary? Because you can listen to that and get a pretty clear idea of what your next life is going to be like or what your tomorrow is going to be like. And so I noticed that I was going, oh, gosh, the floodgates always open up when I get there and blah, blah, blah. I had all this talk like that. So I, I deleted that idea. I said cancel and delete. Mm -hmm. And then I said the affirmation that my timing is always perfect. And I realized that even if I had to wait there for 100 years, it was synchronizing me down the road for something. And so... From that point on, I never waited at that intersection. Yeah. I found a new route eventually that mm -hmm. was much better, but I, I would go yeah. there and somebody's coffee cup would spill and they'd sit there. I always could pull yeah. out almost without stopping. Well, and I've come uh, to find out over the years, let me just finish this mm -hmm. one thing, sure, sure. Um, over the years that it's important to trust your timing. One time I was on this long journey and I usually would drive three or four hours before I would stop. And I was on the road for about 40 minutes, and I found myself pulling over into a gas station, going, why am I pulling over? I don't even have to get gas. I, I, there's no, nothing that, that I require here for my trip. But I went ahead and topped off the tank. It took me about five minutes or so. And I got in the car and continued on. And then I came upon an accident where I know that it, it happened just moments before I got there, about five minutes, and that maybe I had would have been in the midst of that. But listening to divine timing, instead of being attached to the late, early, previous plan thing, it enabled me to avoid such a thing. Or even the practicality I mean, of whether or not you want to guess. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and it wasn't really my place to be there. Uh, I know that, but I think that was illustrating that for me. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the idea of the intersection that was always tied up when you showed. Um, is actually one of these hidden decisions that we have no concept That's what we I was made. saying. I was making yeah, that decision that, over and over, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you would be so kind in your life to go over your day and view everything that happened as a decision. Now, we said this program is called Becoming. 
So is there, there's the decision, and then whatever the decision is, it manifests. So we are in a constant state of making decisions, in a constant state of becoming, and in a constant state of the potential that we have. So if you would go over your day, and even if you have nothing to do and get a moleskin book, and uh, note when you made a decision that resulted in. But we have so many excuses in our language. We have so many uh, hidden veils over the power that we have. We don't necessarily recognize it as a decision. As I said, when I, when I texted you to say I had run two for two, on uh, attachment to outcome as far as getting the product I was interested in. Those were decisions I made. Mm -hmm. And if I look back on the day, I can see very carefully where I decided, oh, they won't have it. Now, and that thought went through. And the floodgates with are the first, okay. yeah, yeah, with the first one, and then with the second one, okay. And then I went to override it, but I didn't have the clarity to override my decision that they wouldn't have it. Mm -hmm. Follow? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And this is the way this works. We are in charge of our reality. Could we be so kind as to absolutely act like that instead of pretending it's someone else? You know, the blame game, the single biggest game participated in the human race, you think gaming is something? Get a load of the blame game. And that is just absolutely a boiling over this idea of excuse. Okay, blames and excuses and um, the comparison game. Between the blame game and the comparison game, there never will be a video game that takes up more space in people's minds than the blame game and the comparison game. We are at it constantly, and it serves us not. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yes, very well so said. the idea that we are in charge, and we are in charge by making decisions. When you make a decision, there is instantly a list of things to do, the initiative to make the decision happen. When you, when you uh, get to the point where there's the accomplishment, the byproduct of the accomplishment is joy. Okay, and then the joy, okay. So an earlier version, there is the inspiration, the process, and boredom, the trinity. Okay, so then the trinity can be replaced by the quinity, the, um, the idea of the four sides to it. So there's the decision, the initiative, the accomplishment, and the joy follow, and then the downstroke, and then the, and this is what's going on, but we don't see it. We don't, we do not see it. You are making decisions constantly. Whatever you're telling me about your life is as a result of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of decisions you made. Yeah, you know, that's very true, and I think that's such a deep thing. And there are many layers to it. And mm -hmm. as we go into this process of understanding our creative power, it's a very deep thing. It's not, not just about putting only vision boards and, and affirming things. It's about going in there and really looking at how you tick and knowing that it's not this hard thing, that it's an, it's an easy, joyful thing, and that's really why we're here. And, um, and that's, a, that's a really good point. Oh, and one thing that you mentioned that I thought was extremely powerful that I, I have um, said in a different way before, but I think the way you put it was great, about the joy part of it. Whenever we have a creation, the whole payoff, and it's not a payoff, every part of it is a payoff, but the part that we never allow ourselves is the joy, the satisfaction to have yeah. a creation, look at it and go, ah, 
and then start on another creation. So mm -hmm. many times at work, in the workplace, it's like you have to get there and there's never any rock to throw your body up on to, relax, to take a few deep breaths after you've swum the channel. Uh, or swam the channel, which would it be? Swam, Depends swam, or swam. Which side you started on. Whenever you do this across the channel, we have to have that rest period. It has to. It's like the, the absorbing of the nutrients of, of the whole consumption of that creative process. And I would say if any of you out there have any influence at where you work or you manage people or you are an owner of a company, allow people to have that sense of satisfaction. And what you're going to find is craftsmanship and work ethic will come back into your company. Right now, it's like the employer robs us of our work ethic because we can't feel good about what we do because it's not recognized or somebody else takes credit for it. Or we're, it, it's just an assumed thing that it's supposed to be there and it's not even acknowledged. So if you acknowledge it and help people to acknowledge. But I thought I would take this opportunity and give everybody a little heads up in the control room and in here that I'm going to play a tuning fork. And tonight's fork is uh, for the heart. It's the heart meridian. And the heart meridian runs from up here, down, down your arm, and through your pinky here. And when there is a disruption in that field, you can have chest pains, you can even have toothaches, shoulder problems, arm problems, numbness, like a lot of the carpal tunnel syndrome that we have, is really, I feel, blocked Heart, heart meridian. And it is called the controller in the spirit connections to the meridian system. It's called the controller because if your heart is sick, then all the other systems are operating with no leader. Um, and that's why people would die of a broken heart in the old days. Mm -hmm. And even watch that expression when you say that something broke your heart because I, I mean, it really does go into the body. I remember saying that a few times, and I could feel my body thinking that. So at any rate, I'm going to ring this and let it go down naturally, and then I'll ring it a second time. So if you choose to, just close your eyes and relax through this. Yes, and that, that can actually affect the mind, too, some mental disorders, too, when that uh, meridian is blocked. And you can always just, um, you know, trace it with your hand, just sending love. Yeah. Okay, did you want to do that now yeah, or later? Yeah, uh, Okay. do the, um, this is the quartz ball, and it's going to sound the tone that opens your third eye. Okay. And uh, what we want to do is... Um, as you were saying, just to let it die down, that it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Now, you may actually feel this Thanks, in, Lina, by in the way. your third, third eye. 
And if you want, you can put your third eye to the screen, but that's just being <laughs> silly. But it will work with wherever it is you are. And um, uh, we use this during the opening of the third eye ceremony, which is a process by which we put actual gold, gold leaf, on your third eye. And uh, after Mary teaches a uh, good deal about it, and then there's a ceremony in which you would actually meet spirit guides, you would meet your guardian angel, uh, you would uh, be in a very different position than you are. I'm not saying your third eye is closed, I'm not saying you require it, but this is a technique by which you can amplify your relationship it, with your third eye, and this is um, going to do it naturally, but it's much different in the actual ceremony with the uh, assorted oils and the actual gold leaf amplifying the... Uh, well, and there's a lot more to it then. Yeah, too. much more. So mm -hmm. here we go. Fasten your safety belt. continue to ring. This has an amazing, this particular bowl has an astounding, um, uh, what is the word where it continues to ring? Resonance. Sustain. sustain. Yeah, a remarkable sustain. Uh, in that moment when it was ringing uh, so very loudly, um, you may have had you know, the, the actual functioning of an open third eye may be quite totally invisible to us because we never had a class in school. Uh, I can remember the days when if you said third eye, people would look at you like you were an alien from another planet, which is just um, not so far back in our history. Now I believe we can actually successfully have a discussion about the idea of the third eye uh, without being branded a lunatic. And by the way, lunatic is a complete and total compliment because it's saying you have a relationship with the moon as though everyone does not have a relationship with the moon, but this concept of the third eye well, I, being I think functional. It's, um, we have for many, many years, almost a decade and a half, mm -hmm. been doing bowl events where we play all the bowls, and it's an incredible meditation. Mm -hmm. Come over and, and bringing some of the bowls together for specific purposes like uniting the hemispheres. And on my podcast, Meditation Break, on iTunes, you can download uh, a meditation to help you sleep at night, but and others, but one is called All the Bowls, and it's playing all the bowls at the same time, and it does this incredible thing. It's like having a massage of your brain. So you may want to um, download that one. I think that would be pretty good, yeah. or, or very good. And then we have our, our show iTunes, too, mm -hmm. on iTunes. Oh, yeah, but excellent. at any rate, I thought that might be wonderful. Yeah. But 
Just wanted to add uh, about the idea of you recognizing your third eye as being open and functional, a language you don't have, a language you don't speak. And um, this is uh, something that we can no, uh, no, get your points begin taken, uh, to educate ourselves. So uh, there, there are symbols that come from your third eye that you aren't necessarily going to recognize. I don't know if you've ever been talking to anyone and there's been a white light that appears. That is a symbol yeah, I, I, of I'd the like a few minutes to do this, too. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the light you're talking about and everything, I think it's very well worth talking about. And perhaps uh, our next show could be about the third eye, if you wanted to go ahead and teach that stuff, because there is a lot to be said. There is a lot. But I think they're um, getting set up to show your artwork. And then we'll do, because uh, you have the new deck out. I think that's very... Yeah, I'd like yeah. to announce that. Yeah, if okay. that's all right with you. So if we're all set, show us a picture and we'll do that. Ah, uh, here we go. So um, ironically, can anyone not figure this out? So this is modern mankind's uh, slavery, uh, which is a, a form of being in the prison of addiction. And uh, we have no idea of the um, amount of sugar that we consume. Uh, let's see you find a canned good that doesn't have sugar in it. Uh, but I've talked a lot about this. What's happened is that I, uh, I stopped consuming sugar, and I'm not addicted to it, and I don't miss it. And it became a very different way to think. Uh, and, it, you know, it's like telling someone who's not breathing to go ahead and breathe. And, yeah, that's definitely another way to put it. Well, may I mention that sure. if people would like to get a print of any of your artwork, you can go to telepathictv.com, and right on the main page, there's a link to all of your paintings. You can get them on greeting cards, small prints, or big, huge canvas prints, um, and they're all up there and available. So I would really encourage you to do that, because uh, one thing that maybe a lot of people don't know is that you have been an artist for many years, and you've oh, even had s your sculpture in the Smithsonian before. Went around the world, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you have run five art galleries. So his artwork is really, really my special. Youth. Yeah. And it's um, quite a bit of fun to do. Mm -hmm. And I think we have the... We, we have the other one set up. Other picture. Here we go. So this is um, uh, titled The Hand Speaketh. Okay. And uh, I've spent this lifetime, many lifetimes, to tell you the truth, reading palms. And uh, that is... Um, uh, there are symbols coded in your palms. I'm not saying you don't have them. I'm saying this is a particular configuration of symbols, mystical symbols, that would be um, make an astounding person. Let me say, just <laughs> astounding. I would reincarnate with a version of this palm, absolutely. And uh, some of them are on my actual hand. And um, anyhow, so as we say, another thing about the talk to the hand, then therefore there's a mouth in the hand, which led me directly to the idea that the, the lines on your hand do speak. And mm -hmm. uh, so sure I'm do. certain anybody that uses that expression, talk to the hand, doesn't quite understand that the hand is talking for itself, yeah. uh, with or without. So when someone does that, they've revealed here, uh, uh, the close-up that just vanished, anyhow, here, that's me there. Now that's a little more in focus of me. 
but that's who I am. If you knew, or you and I shook hands, uh, you could possibly download a great deal of information about the uh, essence that's contained within there. So that's what that, that yeah, is touching on. Yeah, I think they're on. lovely. Well, what I yeah. would, since you've already mentioned it, I was going to announce it myself, but um, that I have a new deck out. And yeah. It's called Mary's Magical Messages. Mm -hmm. and it's based on my little message scrolls, which many of you know that I've handed out for multiple, multiple years now. Mm -hmm. um, and they have little messages on it. Anyway, it is a deck. It's a small deck, so you can hold it in your hand very easily, and it's made of really good cardstock. And there are 97 cards in the deck, and they're very colorful, and they're filled with messages. And these are good just to have as a message. I guess we're not going to be able to get a close-up on those right now, so maybe later. Are we able to get a close-up, maybe? Just to... Give, give everybody, I'll let everybody yeah, get up there. And they're just filled with like messages of the day. Here, um, show one so somebody can read. Okay, let me just pull one. Yeah, this is the message like. for. Okay, so the truth is now emerging from the fog of confusion. You see this situation clearly. Okay. And there yeah, are many other ones, which we will see throughout time. Um, I can't really read from here. Tell the people in your life how much you love them, starting with you. Mm -hmm. um, show your love. Like that would be a time. Now, these are all filled with lots of messages. And having 97 messages, it shows you that I cover pr pretty lot, a lot of territory with these. But they're really great if you're a practitioner or something, to let someone draw these as a final statement to the session. And because I let people draw a scroll, which are these messages, I have adapted them for the cards afterwards. And sometimes it's just uncanny, the card that people pick. Mm -hmm. Like we may be working on something very specific and the card will address that as yeah. a punctuation point. Or in a, in a part at a party or a gathering of some sort for everybody mm -hmm. to pull a card and maybe say how, how that applies to them. Mm -hmm. And and then for your own stuff throughout the day, but there are 97, which is mm -hmm. a lot for any deck. Yeah. And you can also get more information about this at telepathictv.com if you go under my name or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And it's a, a limited edition of 300 too. Also. Excellent. Not 302, oh. but 300 also. Yeah, so that, that's a very exciting thing. I like that very much. Well, yeah, numero four. Yeah, your fourth deck, that's, that's true. Good. Yeah, the um, chakra. Chakra affirmation cards. And yeah, the spirit it's unlike cards. any deck that I'm aware of, uh, not that I have your knowledge on decks, but uh, well, no, it I provides like something that. to actually do about the situation rather than just advising you of the situation. Mm -hmm. That's all very my, different. All my cards are like that. And Spirit animal, and I know we've got the duck coming. Mm -hmm. Actually, have the little booklet that really helps you to see it differently. Yeah, very good. But we are at the time of the duck. Here come the duck. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is David, our intrepid so duck dangler. She's with child today. Yes, that's cute. Animal. Okay, so I got authenticity. And you are the author of your life. And I got freedom, which is the truth. And so be authentic. Yeah. Okay, and now we will pull each pull a card from this deck. 
All right. So take this as a uh, message for you. If it resonates, <laughs> take it. The artist within you has much to express. Allow time in your day for this. Okay, I think that one applies to you. What do you think? Yeah, I would say. And maybe we could hold that up. Just oh. And I got express the music you have moving through you. It will open many creative doors. There you go. It's time to pick my flute back up. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm And maybe play it. Yeah. You could probably do a meditation, by the way, mm -hmm. with the flute. Well, uh, some of my meditations do have my own flute playing in the background. Oh, I do my music, which people can probably tell because I'm not a professional at that. Yeah. But at any rate. What's a professional? Okay. Anyhow, that's a word that was very... Okay, thank you. Very misunder misunderstood. Uh, amateur is someone that does what they do out of the love of what they do. The French, uh, amour, amateur. Oh. And professional is someone who gets paid for it, and we have seen time and time What's again. What's your motivation? And you can have yeah. pay and, and motivation. Yeah, we're not arguing, but people being paid money mm -hmm. is why they're constantly upgrading everything when it worked to begin with. I know, I know. And then the upgrade doesn't oh, work. Boy. Don't get me started on Yeah, that. okay, that works really well. And we have our phone call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Lana. Lana, what can we do for you? Well, I would love, first of all, I love your show. Thank you. And yeah, great. I would love a reading from Mary mm -hmm. in regards to my new relationship. Okay. okay. Marvelous. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I meant to pick this one up, but my hands picked that one up, so there is a reason. Trust, yeah. Okay. Well, the seal from the spirit animal cards talks about being content and it's also very much about our dreams and so the seal can be a guide for us sometimes in those deeper recesses of ourself so contentment implies that when you're content with yourself everything that comes into your life will be a mirror of that contentment so mm -hmm. that is a good thing this is talking about a new thing emerging a transformation of sorts and so I get a sense that there is a, a, at least the potential for a very deep friendship relationship that then evolved into something more. And that's always a very good thing because that foundation is what things will, will mm -hmm. um, you know, really be rooted to. Now the new direction is the fork in the road and so perhaps you will be coming to an intersection point where you're saying, do I want to walk in this relationship or do I want to continue on with something? And I'm not sure if that's like school or work might be in one direction and you might see that this is taking you in different directions, but it really isn't because any opportunity that you had on either one of those paths, it's going to show up on whichever one you choose. And the key is to not compare it to the other path not chosen. Yeah, the comparison game. Yeah, and I will draw one more of these cards, one of the magical message cards. And it says, this is a time of great freedom. You're emerging from restrictions and ties that have been there for a long time. So that might be where the fork in the road is coming, that you are looking to, um, like maybe this, this, has, this time in your life is crystallized and going off in a direction that you would like to go in. And perhaps the relationship might make you rethink that. And what it's saying is that if it's right for you, then it's going to be, both those paths are going to, take you the same place. You should never be at a place where you have to walk away from yourself. No, true. Yeah, because you'll end up running into you anyhow. That's true. 
<coughs> hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Louise again. Louise hi. again. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. I was wondering if Mary could give me a reading, please, about just a general reading. And thank mm -hmm. you for the show, and I'll listen offline. Okay, oh, thank sure. you. We were wondering how the treatise on the, the idea of darkness worked. At least I was curious oh, to understand good. it differently. Yeah. Well, this is a card where it's talking about taking a breather, meaning sitting down. And it's, it's very much like what I was saying earlier about allowing ourselves time to view and metabolize our creation and look back on it. If we don't have that, really your body will force you into having it. Either you'll get tired or you'll, um, you know, some, I'm not saying you will, but I'm just saying in general us, like our body will tell us we'll get a backache, something, we'll get a cold to make us sit down and, and relax and enjoy. So it's saying take a breather and open up to receiving all those things that are ours by birthright, which are healing, love, knowledge, joy, peace, money, and um, I said love already. So it's opening your hands to receive is a, a really good thing. Oh, and I shuffled, but we got the seal again, and that leads to being content. And just yeah. looking around our life and being content with what's in it right now mm -hmm. is a huge thing. I mean, we're trained to not be content. That's how we strive for excellence and we get better. We're never going to be content oh, with ourselves never, because yeah. we have to keep going. But discontent does not motivate us. It, makes, it, it doesn't pull us by love. It pushes us through fear. So yeah. that's a good thing. That's very well put. And I pulled the same card for you. I think you ought to meet the person that just called before because I pulled two, two of the same cards out of 97 cards. This is a time of great freedom. You are emerging from restrictions and ties that have been there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Everybody here saw me shuffling these cards, so that was amazing. Yeah, very well done. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle, uh, provided this is indeed Thursday night rather than a rebroadcast. Uh, you're welcome to come and join us, please. Uh, we have a good time. We sit around and talk, and it's all very casual and interesting. Um, if you're out and about, do drop in. And let me see what else. Uh, oh, the show on becoming. So what we've stated is that you would you be so kind to yourself as to recognize the number of decisions you make in your given life, and the fact that when you make a decision, that decision is becoming and does manifest, and then you can have joy from it. The, you know, the accomplishment of the decision is designed to bring you joy. And as we've been pointing out vociferously, um, it's rather forbidden to actually enjoy things. Yes, okay. You know, college students have the modeling at least correct. After finals, you get obliterated, and that's the idea of joy. Uh, but you could, after finals, just sit around. You wouldn't have to enhance any of that. That's done, I'm happy, I've accomplished, I feel good, I can be okay. I don't have to, um, you know, there, it's natural to unwind. I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying uh, it's possible to just receive the joy directly rather than relying on a uh, chemical supplement to do that. The, the joy is the natural state, and uh, this is a big thing. So uh, becoming joyous would be another uh, aspect of our program this evening, mm -hmm. to become joyous because of accomplishment, to become joyous simply because you are joyous. Uh, things were not 
Thoughts That Are Forbidden. I mean, there's a title of a book uh, that we all know who could not write a book called the, you know, Thoughts That Are Forbidden. It's a ridiculous concept. You cannot forbid a thought. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Yes, Claire. Claire, what can we do for you? Well, I want to thank you. I enjoy your show every Thursday evening, and oh, I would love to have a reading from Mary, please. Excellent. I would be very happy to do that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to take it offline. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Claire. All right. The first card we get is personal best, and this talks about that comparison and competition that we're so pitted against each other. That's how employers and authority figures and parents get us to do stuff. Well, your brother did, did uh, got an A on the test and this kind of thing. And a lot of times people think that that's a motivator to get us to do our best, but really all it does is separate us from us. Yeah. We become the judger and the measure instead of the experiencer. So it's saying to look at yourself and only gauge yourself by yourself instead of these externalized standards. And then trusting, and trusting is opening the heart and surrendering to self and to surrendering to love. So doing your personal best and not entangling with whatever people, other people do or think is just their business and it's not even my business what they think of me and I don't yeah. even care. Yeah. Then that it's gets you into the state of, of trust and that's when everybody really responds differently to mm -hmm. you. And the Cardinal is saying pretty much the same thing. It's about a commitment, a commitment to self. Cardinals mate for life and they're very loving and they both raise the children, and they're the epitome of the committed commitment, and that you have to be committed to yourself before you could ever commit to anyone else anyway. Mm -hmm. So that is saying to commit to self. It's very much like a lot of personal growth and, and things that are coming up in your life for you. Okay, and this says your relationships are mirrors of the relationship, um, of the relationship you have with yourself. What is the mirror telling you? Yeah. That's the card you got. Um, so I would look at your relationships, and if there are people that are pushing you away or whatever, just saying, well, am I doing that to myself? Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, thank you, Claire. It was lovely to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. So we have other announcements? Uh, well, I am going to be doing the EFT Level 3 training oh, in the not-too-distant future, mm -hmm. so if you're interested, contact me. And, and doing level one as well for those that mm -hmm. haven't. And then uh, the tarot is continuing on. The next one is the court cards. And we'll understand our relationships. I mean, it's mm -hmm. really a, a class on understanding your relationships through the cards, mm -hmm. which can be um, good. Yeah. And then we have yeah. the bowls and our new moon mm -hmm. monthly events. And I would uh, do an do event. Do between lives. Yeah, I would do an event to take people to the place between lives, which is a very. Yes, uh, we will schedule it. Yeah, very scheduled. Uh, so if you're interested in going to the place between your lives where you get to um, take a look at the contract you wrote to be in, the, in this incarnation, you take a look at uh, the, the people that you agreed to have these um, relationships with in this life, uh, who you've known through countless lifetimes, uh, and then you get to walk around the campus, is the way I put it, but you get to see... Uh, um, uh, things possibly unimaginable. As you probably know, I was shot to death and went to the other side, and so uh, I w you don't have to be shot to death to do that. You can just go to the other side, and you might find it quite interesting. Uh, 
So email if you're interested in doing this. TelepathicTV at yahoo.com and the website's telepathictv.com. Mm -hmm. My website's maryfeelin.com and I'm working on an rnevillejohnston.com but it's not yeah. done yet. So anyway, uh, and check out Neville's art. Go, go to Telepathic TV right on the main page, art, uh, Neville's art and you can see some other things that he's done. They're really brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, quite so a bit. So it's our joy and honor to take you to the door. And thanks for coming. Thank you.